If I'm going to get pregnant, you're going to have to take those jeans off. What? Here? Settle. But they're too tight. And you can't wear jockets. You'll have to wear boxes. There's nothing wrong with me, Kim. No, no, naughty girl, no. You're going to make a top mum, kid. Oh, I know. Coochie girl, coochie girl, come in. Sit. You love your bread, don't you, Coochie? You love your bread? You love your bread, Coochie? You love your bread? You love your Kim? You love your Kim, Coochie? Coochie, you love Kimmy? Stupid dog, we're getting rid of her once we have a baby. You know that, don't you, Brett? Australian comedian, actor, writer, producer and cricket lover. You would probably remember him from his role as Brett Craig on Kath and Kim here on the ABC. He's featured in the comedy company. I saw him recently in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here and he's been the celebrity edition of The Amazing Race. He's currently starring in Chicago. He's not unfamiliar to our listeners on ABC Radio or indeed on ABC TV. Welcome! Peter Rosethorn, good to see you. Absolute pleasure to be here, Clint. It's my dream. I'm in the commentary box, but going right behind the bowler, the best view in the world. It is a Amazing. good spot. And I've lucked out in the day I've arrived too, because we're heading up for Andrew for Mitch Marsh, which is also extremely exciting for us all. The place will go berserk. Nuts. What have you made of the test so far? You've had a chance to have a look. Well, you yeah. are very busy, you know. I was watching them. I watched all day yesterday. I've got a... Uh, we look after our grandson. He's at home with us and he's five, so I have the cricket on in the background because he's he's autistic, so he just drifts off and doesn't, he doesn't really notice. <laughs> so I'm with my teenage daughter today. He's, she's over there with him out there. <laughs> Say, look, look, we're here at the cricket. Remember, I watched it on the telly. <laughs> my daughter chipped in with, you know that really boring game that Dad watches <laughs> constantly what? on the TV that bores us to death? Well, this out. is it, that's, that's outrageous. What are you <laughs> anyway, thinking? But, you know, he was, as soon as I said that, a gang, because everyone dresses up to the cricket now, like a group of elves walked past. He went, wow. And then a group of bananas went, look, it's bananas. So he's having a marvellous day. Yeah, but it's great to be here. So where does your love of this game come from? Did you play as a junior? Did you watch a lot on the telly? Did you listen on the radio? Where did it all start? OK, I think first came off the record, I've got to mention Jim Maxwell, because he's gone the journey with me, I reckon. His voice has been a part of my life. And uh, just to have met him just briefly here, just uh, excited, just uh, blew my mind. So, you know, that beautiful voice which I listened to in the car, at the beach, at, uh, if you got anywhere near a comfy couch, put, he's like a human sleeping pill. <laughs> put you out. But he's had that voice that it would raise its tone when a four was hit or a six happened or a someone who went out and you go, oh, you wouldn't miss anything at the same time so you could sleep and watch the cricket at the same time. He was the genius. So uh, he was a part of it. Also, I had a, we were lucky enough to have a bit of a holiday shack. So as a young kid, we had an old black and white telly with really bad rabbit ears on it. So they had to get to get the picture. You had to be in a certain position all the time. My dad would be going, no, nah, across a bit across a bit. There, hold it there. And I, it was my job to hold it. So sometimes if you put your hands on the actual rabbit ear, the picture would click. Oh, and he goes, I remember stay those there. Stay there. Yeah. So I just stand there while we, you know, we'd watch Lily and Tom Owen go through the most, go through the overs. I'd be there for you know half an hour. Said, Dad, can I move you? Because <laughs> I'd be standing behind the TV or at the side of the TV. I couldn't even watch an old at the same time. So we had all that sort of thing. We always had it on the tube at home. It was always in the background of my life. Um, um, a lot of beach cricket, so I went down to Mortgage Peninsula I used to hang out as a kid, you know, so there was a place called Rosebud, incredible tides, so the tide would go way out, but then you'd have beautiful sandbanks to work with through your beach cricket, so the sand's nice and firm, you get the ball to turn before it gets churned up, then it hits holes and goes sideways and goes all the directions, so my cricket skills became 
leisurely ones. So I played in the driveway, <laughs> I played in the sand, you know, I was just a, the ultimate sort of backyard warrior. So I, I never played, you know, for club cricket or anything like that. I wasn't that good at it. But driveway cricket is undervalued oh, well. in regards to developing an absolute obsession with the game. I, because uh, I was saying I grew up in the 70s, so I had Dennis Lilly and so I had, the, I had the, my sort of star sign around my neck and you know the shirt, shirt, shirt button only shirt halfway up my measly puny little chest <laughs> as I steamed in from across the road to the, the top of the driveway and uh, I, my brother was seven years older than me so I was just I was just something to hit <laughs> it was terrifying <laughs> and the balls that change up all the time so we either had the taped up tennis ball which was your go-to or just a plain tennis ball but then it said oh let's get the cork ball out so cork it was sort of heavy and clunky and didn't do a lot but bounce but if it hits you oh man like pads didn't exist, so we just had to get coppered on the legs. And uh, cricket balls weren't used because they would get stuffed on the drive, scuffed on the drive, and were too valuable. But um, I got, and I just fell in love with the game. So I used to, I used to go and watch. Not, I wouldn't go and do a five-day test as a young kid or anything. But once one day game started, I'd go to the MCG and I saw some beauties there. You always knew that the street cricket game was serious when the compound ball would come. Oh, nasty. They would take it seriously when that happened. Nasty. You obviously grew up in Victoria. Did you get a chance to go to the MCG much? Do you have memories of that wonderful ground? Okay, so reflecting back on the one-day game, so I would have been actually a friend of my brother's was visiting from WA, so we thought we'll take him to the MCG and we'll go and watch a one-day game. Mm. So it was Australia-New Zealand, 80-81, uh, and it was the day of the underarm. Oh, wow. So it was packed. It was packed and it was hot. It was incredibly hot for Melbourne Day. And it was the old wooden benches. We're in Bay, maybe 16. We could see 13. We were too scared to go there because <laughs> it was on. Because people used to take eskies to the cricket full of alcohol. <laughs> so, and it was just, there was drunk people everywhere. And it was hot. And there was fights and scuffles of breakouts. And the police would come in and break them up and separate them all. It was just mayhem. So... The day went on and on. It was getting hotter and hotter. And the game was close. It was exciting. Uh, during the break, uh, someone threw some ice from the lower section up into the balcony section. So, obviously, the balcony <laughs> answered fire. And before you knew it, there was a huge ice fight between all the bay, between the lower deck and the, ba the balconies all the way along the greatest, the greatest studs in Southern Stand, the old one. And then that turned into huge hunks of ice, which turned into... <laughs> it became a dangerous game. So, it was just this really nuts day, which ended in this weird underarm so it was a close game so everyone was paying attention when it happened everyone who was drunk went that went up and everyone who wasn't just sat still or put their hands in their heads it was really strange it was such a strange day and uh but so lucky to be there you know i've, I've i went to a few one day games and i was lucky enough to be there for chain one 700. is that which stands out more shane ward 700 magical but also to be at part of one of the most infamous moments in Australian cricket, the, the underarm ball. Which uh, stands out more for you as a cricketing memory? The underarm. Because you just would never see it again. Mm. And it, in, in, that, in that atmosphere of that time when Australia was, you know, it was no, everyone, notice everyone here is sort of under the covers, they're dodging the sun. This is people sit in the sun with no shirts on and just drink themselves to oblivion, which was nuts. It's such a different way to look at, to experience a day. You know, I was just 18, so I'm just going, oh, what's going on? This is nuts. But um, that, that whole day, and there's lots of things within that day that were so crude that I couldn't even mention on the radio. So it was um, as a day that encaptured me, but to be there for Shane and having had met Shane through uh, the course of my work because he, he worked on Kath and Kim. Um, that was a really exciting thing to witness, yeah. 
Grandstand at lunch, wherever you're listening on ABC Radio, ABC Sport Digital and streaming on the ABC Listen app. Look for the green sport button. Clint Wilden alongside our special guest today on day two of our test matches throughout the summer. We'll be speaking to someone from a different walk of life about their love of the great game of cricket. And we're delighted to be joined by Peter Rosethorn today, Australian actor, comedian and, of course, writer. So you make the move across to the west. Did you get a lot of opportunities to go to the Wacker along the way? Interesting. Well, I came across to do a, a comedy night at the Regal and I was staying at the Sheraton which is down on St George's Terrace and uh, and I just met my wife back then we've only just met and I thought oh she's from here I'll have a walk around, walk around town get a get a feel for the city so I went I walked towards the Wacker and walked through the Queen's Park it's Queen's Gardens it is here yep. it's like beautiful gardens that was a beautiful Perth day like today and and the Wacker and the, and the Wacker was open because there was a shield game on so I just watched you know a session of shield cricket and sat out on the lawn there and went this is good. I could fall in love with this place. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, I'd been to the Wacker a few times and um, I hadn't seen, I think I saw India play there. I went with uh, Rest in Peace, Russell Wolf. We watched a couple of sessions with India v Australia early where we weren't so hot at that point of time, 2010, 2011. So we were struggling a bit as a team, Australia then, and uh, sort of reshaping itself, if you like. So we're getting whacked by India at the time. But mm, um, I remember that win, huge win for India. Yeah, great place to go and watch cricket, though. It was beautiful. And, but this is pretty sensational where we are right now. I'm being cheeky because I know the answer to this question. Yes. But done a lot of hosting of cricket functions along the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, okay. Okay. How have you found that? <laughs> okay. Now, okay. Now, Clint's interested. This is a nice one. Okay. So See, I've, I've just done, I'm throwing this I, up for this you to is, go uh, where it, you want. Thank you very much. So I get very excited when I get uh, to meet my cricketing heroes. You know, I get, I've, and I've, I've met a lot through my time. When I was at 17, I was at, I used to be the glass boy at the Tock H Hotel up in Turak in Melbourne. And all the, all the Australian cricket team came in one night. I was beside myself. So your Rod Marsh is there and Dennis and, you know, Ian Chappell. They're all there. And I was like their go-to. Say, hey, mate, come here. And they, they'd use me as their, their gopher to go and get girls. <laughs> Tell those kids, get take see if they want a drink and we'll get them a drink and we'll say, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I was just going getting goals having the best time and uh, met Justin Langer his children went to my kids school as well so I met Justin there and through events a few times anyway I was offered to do uh, and this has reference to Justin um, the WA Cricketing Awards one year and I, I do quite a lot of corporate functions and generally I, uh, I, I, run, I run a more basic event you know? <laughs> I'm pretty funny through them I do a few jokes here and there and just yeah, none of them are rock science but anyway I said hey I could do that no worries so I had a circus theme if I remember so I came out did a bit of comedy early didn't date it was going okay it was all right yeah it was very funny thank you very much and then it came down to, I got given a bible I got given a thing with so many words in it and so many stats and I have a little bit of dyslexia I reckon so I was, I was in real trouble I was just reading and getting myself into a deeper hole I'd look up I'd see Clint in the crowd <laughs> So Tim, Tim, what's his name? Tim, beautiful Tim, tall Tim. Tim Gossage. Tim Gossage yeah. out there. People would, people would, he would eat it alive. Those two men would eat this job alive. And I am balding it up before their eyes. This audience is going, what is wrong with this guy? He's making no sense. I was saying names incorrectly and, oh, it was just a nightmare. Dennis Lilly at one point standing behind me and I'm reading out. So, and, he, 
and I was, I was messing it up and he leaned in and he said, mate, it's written there. I said, I know, Dennis. I'm freaking out, man. The great man was there. He gave you no support at all, DK. <laughs> all. There was, there was no love from DK. No love at all. I hadn't met him before anyway, so I wasn't too intimidated. But look, at that, some, sometimes events aren't meant for you. That was one of them. That was in my top three worst nights ever. But I would say the stand-up bit at the start was outstanding. <laughs> Five minutes. I was good. That was great. <laughs> the rest. Disaster. Um, Remember saying you're disappointed. No, 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 not disappointed in all honesty. I sat there and my heart went out to you because we've all had those moments. It's a car crash. My heart actually, oh my goodness. Because, yeah, we all love you, Pete. You know that. Gee whiz. Uh, Now, Sharon Strezlecki had an infatuation with Shane Warne on the show. Was Magda Sabansky a cricket fan herself or did you have to, because we know you're a fan and you mentioned you met Shane Warne along the way, did you have to coach her in the fine arts of Shane Warne infatuation? No, she's infatuated with anyone with famous as well. <laughs> <laughs> so she's beautiful, beautiful person, Mags. And uh, he was brilliant on set because any question you wanted to find out about, he will openly tell you anything, Shane Warne. He was just... He was just the best. He would show you what to, how to bowl. He was, because his character was his, Shane's twin, I think it was Wayne Warren or something, I can't remember what it was. But um, he was trying to bowl with his opposite hand because to make himself look like he couldn't bowl well. And he was still hitting the stumps with his wrong hand. I go, wow, he just can't help be good, that guy. But he would show you everything, every, how, how to hold the ball, bowl some balls with you. So we played backyard cricket with Shane Warren as soon as the... The cameras were off. Glenn and I, Glenn Robbins and I were just playing cricket the whole time with him. And he would tell you stories about everything, outrageous stories. What were you doing, Shane, when you were on the front of the English newspaper in your undies? What was going on that night? You know, go into big details. It was just like, it's too much. Stop, Shane. Don't tell us at all. That's enough. But he was just a great man. And, uh, and so, um, you know, people have a... Some people who are super famous uh, are disengaged with their fame and just become really beautiful. And he's, he was just one of those. And uh, whereas some famous people can complete knobs and uh, just, just wreck it for you. <laughs> just wreck your image for them. <laughs> Peter Roselawn is our guest here on Grandstand at Lunch. Uh, the Australian 7 for 476 after the first session of day two, Australia versus Pakistan. I'll resume with Mitch Marsh on 90, Pat Cummins on 9. Can't wait. Can you imagine how this place will be with Mitch Marsh if, if Mitch Marsh is able to get those 10 more runs? Uh, it's going to go nuts. And there's, there's probably more here than you think. So a lot of tucked up under the shade, like it's raining. So I don't know how many we've got, maybe 15? Oh, I think there'd be, yeah, I think it would nudge 15. And hopefully, as, as you would know quite often with Perth, we have the, 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 Friday, the Friday lunchtime knockoff. Friday <laughs> lunch, start of the weekend, as far as everyone's yeah, concerned. Just, just a casual stroll down from the city or from the East Perth um, area. If you get yeah, a chance, do get down here. Oh, it's come well on worth down. it. Yeah. Um, who are your favourites growing up? Who are your favourite standout players? You've mentioned a couple on the way, but who are the absolute stars for you? Who did you idolise? Did you have a poster on the wall? All those sorts of things. Um, I had no posters, but I had favourite cricketers. Oh, always my claim to fame was Rick McCosker was my fourth cousin. Really? <laughs> hey! <laughs> didn't, that didn't really work to pick up girls or anything. <laughs> you know, Rick was my fourth cousin. Any leak works at times. <laughs> That's right. Um, look, I was a Greg Chapel fan because I liked, I liked um, a Majestic Batsman. So I liked uh, David Gower. I liked uh, Greg Chapel. Um, it's hard not to love Glenn Maxwell for what he's done over the last uh, few months you mm. know, in terms of what you saw was completely unbelievable. So he's gone into my, into my top ten easily. Uh, Shane Warne, obviously, is probably my overall favourite because of the general 
the shape of his career and the larrikinism and the and the brilliance of him as well. And uh, but there was sort of I'm, I really enjoy this era because I really like the way they present as a team. They're not uh, they're not overly cocky. They're not going out and sort of you know they're not lippy. Was something, was something okay about Lippy when you're Shane Warren being Lippy when you're that good and you know you're untouchable? But when you have gone down a few rungs as a team and you're still Lippy, just such a bad look internationally. Just didn't I didn't like any of that. But this team here, I think, is a really beautiful looking team and, and, and presents beautifully. Um, oh look, Dennis Lilly. It's hard to go past Jeff Thompson. Was hard. To, I really liked. I really liked um, Gary Gilmore. Oh right. You know, so you got the unshapely cricketer. <laughs> like you know. Big Rich fan of those. Yeah. I've been unshapely <laughs> myself. There you are. Richie. <laughs> yes. Good. And he's a good public speaker too. Some, and came across some great public speakers. I, went, I listened to Bill Laurie a few times. He was a brilliant speaker. Um, oh, that's probably about it. off the top of my head in terms of my real favourites. There's, there's, there's a litany of people I've loved th watching throughout the game. I just, I just loved all forms. I love 2020. I think it's a fantastic concept. Um, I love watching the World Cup and I think, you know, it's hard to hate 50 over cricket when it's when the World Cup's on, but you can see it going in a little bit. Yeah, you know, middle yeah. of the year, you know. So it's interesting how what's going to happen with all that. But I think the game's in good shape. I think I, I love watching the game and I love the umpiring the game. Like I like I like I love all this. I love you know, um, calling in. You like the review? Yeah, I like. The do you review. sit on the couch and do the? The review, signal? I do that all the time. Do you? Yeah, sit on the couch, review that, send that upstairs. <laughs> I'm taking it on. I don't listen very often. I'm going to review my meals at home. I'm reviewing this. Oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no. no, that's no, not happening. No, I don't get them. Don't worry. That's fantasy. Peter Rosethorn. What are you into? It? Let's let's use a cricketing term here. What are you rolling your arm over in at the moment? Okay, so I'm doing. I've hit the uh, musical comedy world. So that's. I haven't done that sort of thing or musical world. There's not so many laughs in this one. Um, I've done. I'd done Rocky Horror Show a lot in the early 90s. I travelled with that quite a bit. And then I had little kids. I thought, I can't do that anymore. You're away too long for the family. But now my kids are growing up. I thought, oh, I'll get back into that again. So I've, I've got a part in this in Chicago, which is on here in Perth. Starts in Perth, but it's going nationally. So um, I play Mr. Cellophane in that, which is one of the characters. He's married to a... <laughs> it's like a it's like a Brady of the 1920s, to be honest. <laughs> He's a soft kind of gentle kind of guy. I uh, call him Mr. Cellophane's his song. So I do that here. We complete this here in Perth on Sunday. We go to Brizzy uh, all through January. We've got mm -hmm. the Q-Pack there. Then we have a quick break. Then we go to Melbourne for two and a half months through March, April. So footy season's on. Beauty. And then uh, up to Sydney for June, July. And then over to Adelaide, August. So I'm pretty much done till September. So that's uh, great news for me. Not so good for my wife who can <laughs> stay home and do everything else. That's outstanding. It's terrific to have a chat with you, Pete. Thank you, Clint. Always love having a yarn with you when you, ever you're about in the West. And hopefully we'll get a chance to chat you again very, very soon. Enjoy what's to come of the cricket. We'll keep our fingers crossed up here for Mitch Marsh. And best of luck with Chicago. Merry Christmas, man. Thanks very much. Merry Christmas to you too. Cheers. Peter Roselawn joining us.